listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. Welcome back to another episode of ACB Advocacy Update. This is Claire Stanley, the Advocacy and Outreach Specialist here at ACB. Sitting next to me is... Clark Rockfall, Director of Advocacy and Governmental Affairs for the American Council of the Blind. Thanks to everyone who is listening over ACB Radio, as well as those who are listening and downloading via their favorite podcast player. To learn more about ACB, as well as our topic at hand today, ACB Scholarships, Check out the ACB website at www.acb.org. Claire, that was just a lot of ACBs. That was a lot of ACBs. I also like the way you said that. That was very like radio broadcaster voice. Very nice. It's it's my internal Joel Snyder. (laughs) I like it. Shout out to Joel Snyder from ADP. Great. Well, we're really excited to talk about the scholarship program. Um, The scholarship program is near and dear to my heart because it's actually how I first got involved with ACB many moons ago. Um, So we have one of the members of our ACB scholarship committee here to talk a little bit about what that process looks like, what the committee on our end does, um, how they go through the process just from soup to nuts, so to speak. Um, So do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit, first, just who you are, where you're from, all that fun stuff, and then we can dive in and talk more about the scholarship committee and what the process looks like. Sure. Well, my name is Denise Colley, and I live in Lacey, Washington, and I am the co-chair of the ACB Scholarship Committee. I chair the committee with Rebecca Bridges. Um, I uh, have been chair, this is my third year, and prior to that, I was a subcommittee chair for several years, and actually uh, got on the scholarship committee initially uh, in 2002, um, it was my dream at some point to be able to be on the scholarship committee. I remember watching nice. them at convention and thinking, this is something I'd really like to do. That's great. So let's start from the beginning. I know we see here um, in the national office, um, you know, the, the process starts where we see the announcements go out about encouraging people to apply, but obviously it starts earlier than that. So when do you guys even start the process of um, putting together the announcement, um, reaching out to people to advertise, kind of what, what's the starting point? We usually start that process in August or September. Uh, we, so right we, after convention, really. Yeah, we really do, not September, because um, they, the scholarships go up um, on November 1st, and so uh, there are things we need to do prior to bringing it up. So Uh, We um, start out by looking at the application and making any corrections to it and any adjustments to it. And then we take a look at all of the various places that we want to uh, notify that we have a scholarship available. And there's probably a good 40 or 50 of those that we send emails to, um, along with a copy of the application, informing them that the applications are, are, the scholarships are available again this year. And what they are and um, seeking, asking them to please let their, um, their participant, participants or uh, people involved in their program know about the scholarship program. So that all starts even you know, way before. 
and then um, we're ready to go by November 1st when the scholarship application goes live up on all of the ACB channels. And um, then they have, the applicants have until February, this year it's February the 14th to apply. So February the 14th this year will be the deadline for applying for our scholarships. Yes, and newsflash, the scholarship applications are live. Um, folks still have, by the time this airs, a, a week from Friday to complete those applications and submit them. Uh, you can find out more information at www.acb.org scholarships. And Denise, when folks view the scholarship applications, what sort of um, scholarships will they see? How are they broken down? What's available? Well, we have, um, for several years, we have had scholarships in, um, we, when we first started out, we we had four categories. We had our vocational scholarships, our entering freshman scholarships, our undergraduate scholarships, and our graduate scholarships. And this year we have changed the process and made the scholarships more um, major oriented and uh, studies oriented. So we have scholarships that fall under our specialized studies and our state scholarships. We have our scholarships that are um, <clears throat> that are, uh, um, I'm not trying to say, <laughs> uh, so social work and rehabilitation teaching scholarships. We have business and accounting, and then we have engineering, um, computers, and technologies. And um, we, we give, um, we have two scholarships that are statewide scholarships. One is our William Corey scholarship, where the individual must be a resident of Pennsylvania, that's the only requirement. Um, and we have our ACB of Oregon scholarship, which is also our state scholarship. Then we have um, two or three scholarships where um, the student must be um, studying in the field of uh, special education or law or teaching. Uh, we have um, a couple of scholarships that are based on um, just sort of general studies. Um, we have five um, what are called Floyd Qualls Memorial Scholarships and they're just general merit scholarships. And then our large scholarships are we have three Ross M. Pangier scholarships and those students must be studying in the fields of business and administration, computer technology, computer science, um, or engineering. So we have several categories that we look at in terms of our scholarships. Yeah, that's such a great spread. Um, you know, we, we always hear the, the, the tropes or the stereotypes that people with disabilities, oh, you're going to go into social work. Well, sure, some people might, but it, it's always encouraging to hear that these scholarships for, are available for folks who want to enter into business or the STEM fields um, or law like Miss Stanley mm -hmm. Esquire sitting next to me. <laughs> uh, there's, there was a pretty interesting announcement, uh, press release this week concerning the scholarships, the American Council of the Blind and the American Foundation for the Blind. Can you talk with us a little bit about that? Yes, this is very exciting to us. ACB has worked very closely with the American Foundation for the Blind for a lot of years in a number of areas. 
And uh, this year they have come to us and asked us, they have several scholarships that they have administered. And um, they came to ACB and asked us to enter into partnership with them so that we would take those scholarships and we would um, select the winners and we would review the applications and we would um, actually administer their scholarships. And they had several scholarships they asked us to do this with. And um, so what we have done is we've taken those scholarships and in a lot of cases looked at how many of those have uh, the same kinds of eligibility criteria in terms of courses of study as ours and combined them. And then we do have a few of theirs that, were, that are very unique to what they do um, and to their qualifications. Uh, we've combined them and so what that has allowed us to do in most cases is to give larger scholarships and so right now we have a couple of two thousand dollar scholarships and a couple of twenty five hundred dollar scholarships which will remain as they are because they're you know they're pretty um uh unique in terms of what they require but we've managed to take most of our scholarships and increase them to three thousand thirty five hundred four thousand forty five hundred and we still have our three Ross and Pangier scholarships, which um, a couple of years ago he increased and they are $7,500 scholarships. And one that I also forgot to mention earlier is we also have a scholarship for those individuals who are working full time, but, but going to school um, part time. And so they have to be working at least 32 hours and attending school and uh, going to school and uh, working in the field in fields that are of, of um, you know specific fields that they're working into so it also allows us to give a scholarship to a student who is employed but but also trying to go to school and you know uh, either improve what they're doing or finish up their degree or um, advance their degree so it can advance their employment uh, opportunities what a great so opportunity yeah we're just really excited about this partnership with a, a uh, American Foundation of the Blind. And we think it's gonna be a good partnership. I was gonna say, I agree with that. What a great opportunity to partner with AFB um, to have you know uh, a, a little bit higher scholarships because we all know school just keeps getting more and more right. expensive. I went to a public university and even there, the price just shot up. So what a great opportunity to work with that relationship we have with AFB and to be able to do that. So that's great. Mm -hmm. Thank you. And Denise, as the committee is re reviewing the scholarship applications, uh, what are the, some of the things that stand out to, to you or the committee? And when will the scholarships be decided? Well, while reviewing the scholarship applications, um, we have essentially four criteria that we look at in terms of our scoring criteria. Um, we look at such things as um, their fields of study. What are they um, studying? You know, what are they going into? We look at um, <clears throat> we look at their um, involvement in uh, community activities and their involvement. You know, what they're doing out in their community and um, how they're participating and what they're doing on campus. Are they just, you know, studying and not doing anything else? Or are they, are they stepping out and, and, and getting some involvement in their community? We look at, um, have they 
done any advocacy kinds of things? What, what are they doing in terms of advocacy? Have they had um, any uh, particular um, opportunities where they've had to advocate for themselves? And you know, how did they go about doing that? And then we look at, um, I just forgot what the last category was. <laughs> um, Not a problem, Denise. Um, as we are here talking about the, the ACB scholarships, um, I'm sure as many of our listeners, listeners are aware, because I can talk this morning. Listeners. Yeah, the old listeners. <laughs> uh, the ACB mission is to in, increase the security and independence of people who are blind, um, as well as increase economic opportunity and quality of life. Uh, what sort of role do you see the scholarship program playing in furthering the ACB mission? You know, I feel really privileged to get to be on with this committee because your the, the students are, I mean, this is our first opportunity with an ACB to be able to reach out to these students and introduce them to ACB and what ACB does and try to, you know, bring them into the fold so we should, you know, so to speak, if, you know, if um, we can talk them into wanting to join ACB and become a part, we want to introduce ACB to them and what ACB has to offer and especially um, connecting them with our special interest affiliates uh, in the areas that they're studying in. Sure. And because it's our first, you know, opportunity, um, these students are absolutely amazing. We have students who are, you know, right out of college, and then we have students who later in life have gone back to school and are getting a degree. And we just feel like this is a wonderful opportunity for us to be able to say here, you know, not only do we want to help you go to school and help you get your degree, but we want to help you as a blind person realize your potential and so we really encourage them to participate in the convention and convention activities we work with them uh, from the time they get selected until the time the convention starts to connect them with their state affiliate their uh, special interest affiliates um, getting them introduced to the programs and letting them come and see other blind people they may not have had any actual interaction with other blind people and so they get that opportunity. And then I always encourage them to go to the exhibit hall because I say, that's a blind person's shopping mall. I mean, you can, sure. you can do just about anything in the exhibit hall. And we just get them excited about coming. And our feedback has been um, on numerous occasions. You know, I just, we didn't even know you were out there. This is just one of the greatest opportunities. It's really opened my eyes and helped me see what blind people really can do out there and watching other blind people be independent and in the kinds of jobs they're in, it, it's just an incredible opportunity. Yeah, I think another great outcome too, based on what you said is uh, scholarship winners also get plugged into ACB students. And mm -hmm. I know that's a great resource as well to meet other students in the same boat. Um, there's a listserv, they can communicate with each other, you know, share ideas or solutions when they're struggling with things and taking classes or what have you. So it's a great, great place to be plugged in as well. Yeah, all students get one year um, free membership into ACB as, um, uh, a part of ACB students, so they become a member of that affiliate. It's been amazing to see how many students have become 
a part of that affiliate and then have ended up becoming officers in that affiliate, mm -hmm. which has really, you know, been exciting. And, you know, we've had scholarship winners who um, have gone on to be very active participants in ACB. Um, I think especially of our own Sarah Conrad, who yeah. I always like to use her as an example because I remember interviewing her her very first year in college and she came to convention and not only did she come to convention, but she went on the walk and she did some other things while that convention. And since then, uh, got involved in ACB students, was president of ACBC, ACBC, yeah, ACB students. Uh, <laughs> she, that's a hard thing to say. She, um, you know, is now on the ACB board. Um, she's chaired other committees. So it, it, you know, we, there's a real reward for ACB too in, in watching these students come and, and be a part. And I love it when, you know, their eyes get open and they say, wow, I didn't know a blind person could do that. Or I didn't know a blind person could be in that job. And, and uh, it's really fun. You know, we have a dinner for them the first night at convention. It's really fun to sit there and just listen to them meet each other and talk to each other and share um, ideas and share about technology that they're using and the, and the issues around studying and taking courses and trying to, you know, balance all that with internships and, you know, work studies and all the other things you have to do to be able to help pay for you to go to school. Um, and so it's really fun just to watch them and listen to them talking to each other and sharing ideas and sharing resources and offering help to each other. It's, it's just a very unique experience. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, that, that's great. And there, like we said earlier, there is still time to apply for the scholarships. And if there are any uh, folks out there and you know students or you are a student or an aspiring student and you'd like to apply and you're like me, you've been procrastinating. <laughs> and so there is still time, but you're running out of time to procrastinate because the deadline is a week from Friday. That's February 14th. More information is available at acb.org slash scholarships. Um, and Denise, any, any parting thoughts before we speak to uh, one of our recent scholarship awardees and hear how the scholarship has impacted her academics and, and her life? But just to say again, as you said, um, the deadline is February 14th. Uh, we will be reviewing all of the applications and um, scoring them and determining who we specifically want to interview for the various scholarships. We're going now from about 16 to at least 20, if not more, scholarships that we'll be um, giving out. Uh, once we've reviewed all the applications, um, students will be called to do a telephone interview, um, a 15 to 20 minute interview with members of the scholarship committee. And then decisions about who will be receiving the scholarships will occur probably the first part of April. And then we will be letting the winners know and starting to make arrangements for them to um, come to convention. Great, thank you so much. And we definitely encourage all our listeners who again are students, grad students, potential students, please apply. Um, 
Great. Well, thank you so much, Denise. I know I've learned a lot and we appreciate you coming to speak with us. And hold on, everybody who's listening, we're next, next we're going to come and speak with one of our former uh, scholarship recipients. So hear directly from somebody who's benefited from the program. Sitting here on Capitol Hill. Well, it's a long, long journey to the capital city. It's a long, long wait. Hey everybody, so welcome back to the next portion of our podcast. You just heard from our great um, uh, scholarship um, expertise and now we're actually going to jump in and talk to a scholarship recipient. So kind of the other side first, you uh, you know, decide who's going to win and then we have the actual recipients who are great. Um, so we are honored to have one of our former recipients, Sasha. Um, here to talk to us. So um, we're just going to ask her a few questions here about what her past experience has been like, um, what's come of it, and all that fun stuff. Um, so Sasha, do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Tell us where you're from, where you go to school, what you're studying, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, of course. And thank you for having me. Hi, guys. My name is Sasha Somwa, and I'm currently a junior at the George Washington University. I'm studying business marketing and event management with a minor in communication. And I am just looking to learn a little bit more about advocacy and just public relations, of course. That's great. Um, and just as a fun plug, you have a sister who's also been an ACB scholarship recipient. Is that right? Yes. So I actually started kind of working with ACB a little bit before, but it was just a great experience to be able to like show her the ropes. She's my older sister, so it was definitely a fun experience to be showing her the ropes for the first time. <laughs> um, and yeah, it was really nice to be able to go to the award ceremony with her and just be there together. It's something that we both have kind of been through in our life, and it's definitely been a challenge for us, but we made it into a positive as not just individuals, but as a family. So that's been very nice. That's great. Sasha, how did you learn about, how did you and your sister learn about ACB as well as the ACB scholarship opportunities? Yeah, of course. So I specifically learned about ACB as a whole when I was a junior, I believe, in high school. Mm -hmm. I was just starting that whole process of college and I didn't really know where I wanted to go, what was too far. And obviously I'm from Connecticut, so DC was definitely a jump for me. And just wanting to hear about like other students experiences experiences of being a little far from home as a student with a visual impairment acb was just a, such an amazing outlet for me just to talk to others and just to learn and also just to have opportunities like the scholarship where i can just be able to travel to where i go to school that's great and can you tell us a little bit about your experiences um, first going to convention? Because for those of our listeners who don't know, those um, persons who receive a scholarship through ACB actually are brought out to our annual um, convention that summer. They get to attend the convention, meet others, meet both other scholarship recipients as well as everybody and any, anybody at the convention. Um, they get plugged in, they get to be a member for free for a year. So do you want, mind telling um, us a little bit about your experience coming to convention? Have you made friends and connections? What did you gain from that? Yeah, of course. 
So I just want to do a little disclaimer and say convention is amazing. It was such a great (laughs) experience. I had such an amazing time and just being able to like have my sister there as well made it even more amazing. I think I was like a little worried just because I've never, I had never kind of like when conventions are like in Rochester, New York and all these different places, I think there was one in um, Reno, Nevada. I was just, a little concerned just like going again like I said for college going away from home but I think just like being able to know that I'm go and be in such a great environment with so many people who on the daily go through similar situations that I do and even if they don't just hearing their stories and hearing their ideas and skills and tips um, I know convention is really centered around advocacy and I've learned so much just about that and it's been really nice to use those skills in college, especially like on a college campus. I think that's the most independent experience you'll ever have. Um, Just because it's like the first opportunities of independence for so many students. And I think it just, it fostered just a ability for me to speak up for myself and, you know, not make it seem like in a sense of, I never felt needy. I just felt that I was speaking on my needs and on behalf of myself and just mm-hmm. being able to have those skills and being able to share those skills. is just an opportunity I definitely would not be able to get if I was not at convention. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, I know. I not to talk highly of myself, but I was a scholarship winner many, many years ago, you know, back when dinosaurs yes. still roamed the earth. And um, <laughs> no. it was, it was one of my first times of traveling by myself and going to this big convention with, you know, over a thousand blind and visually impaired people. But I remember gaining so much from it and learning a lot. So it's great to hear that mm-hmm. you had the experience. Sasha, how, I guess, what was the scholarship process like for you? How long did it take? Was it onerous? Um, and let's go from there before I ask. I don't want to throw too many questions at you all at the same time. Oh, no. Yeah, of course. Thanks. Um, so for me, like I said, I was applying for the scholarship when I was, so I got kind of acclimated with ACB when I was a junior, but then as I like went to senior year and started applying for colleges, I started looking at like scholarship opportunities. ACB was one of them. So for me, I think the scholarship process was definitely very suitable. And as I was applying for colleges, I was applying for scholarships. So that was very helpful for me in a sense of with recommendations and stuff. Um, just having to kind of find similar things and I was already kind of thinking about what I wanted to do in the future and in that kind of sense that was definitely very accessible for me and made it a lot more efficient Um, and then I just would say the scholarship process was just very easy I was interviewed which was I love just talking about experiences I've had and being interviewed I would say and just being able to talk to others and also just using interviews just to learn a little bit more as well. So that was super helpful. It's not just like one person and droned on. It's a panel, which is super nice because all of those people that you meet at convention, you kind of meet on the phone so you can, you know, prepare yourself a little bit. Um, just with, I know you're saying there's a thousand people. I was definitely scared for that. And just talking to about like six of them on the phone made it so much better. Cause when I, recognized the voice it was it was just nice mm-hmm. um and yeah that's what I would say I definitely would say the process they use with the application process with I know for there's so many for colleges and stuff there's so many specific things 
um, and questions, but I think ACB really focuses on asking like broader questions so you could take your application the way you want to take it, which I really love. And Sasha, you mentioned um, helping you with your goals for the future and certainly mm-hmm. um, interview skills is, are things that everyone can benefit from, um, whether yes. it's through scholarships, internships, job interviews, it's just a great life skill to have. Uh, how else has being a scholarship recipient helped you with your um, either future plans or goal setting for the future? Mm-hmm. Of course. So like I spoke a little bit on this about just advocacy and learning about that. I went into college. I obviously go to a very political school and I went into college thinking I wanted to do something in the government and I wanted to do something political. And then I soon found out that was just not one of my passions. But I did find out that through ACB, through school, that I did love just, I mean, as you guys could tell, speaking in general, just talking. (laughs) I could talk forever. But um, just learning about advocating for myself and just advocating for others in a sense, which kind of started my track of wanting to do like communications and advocacy. and business marketing, just because I'm learning about personal branding, I'm learning about branding people and students, and that's just been, I've used that in so many internship experiences. I worked with Special Olympics CC for a little bit, and just working with students with disabilities, I was able to, you know, let them, in some cases, like, scream at me and tell me, this is what I need, because no one is going to be able to give you what you need unless you make it clear, and that's something I've learned through ACB especially. That's great. Great. Well, I know um, we've learned a lot from you. It's been so great to hear your experience. And, you know, we work here in the office and we know things are going on behind the scenes, but to actually see the the outcome of it is so exciting. So thank you for speaking with us. And we're really excited to hear about what comes in your future. So um, do you have mm-hmm. any last minute comments you would want to tell um, future applicants about, you know, the process or just any advice you might want to give them? Yeah, of course. And I did want to just say thank you so much for taking the time out of your guys' schedule to call me and just for us to be able to chat and me to be able to tell my story. I think that's something that I've always wanted to do and always experience. And it's kind of another kind of reason I think advocacy is so important you really just I would just stress to students to adults to all people in ACB not in ACB again that you just you have to speak up for yourself and speak on behalf of yourself obviously there's some situations that's a little more difficult but I've just learned that it's such an important thing to be be fighting for yourself and to be fighting for your needs because not to say no one else will do it, but it's so much more impactful when you're doing it on your own. Mm, that's great. As Clark and I, with advocacy in the title of both our jobs, I think both of us are <laughs> that's so important and it's a great thing. You guys are probably like, yes, she said it perfectly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Advocacy, that's what we live by. <laughs> and Sasha, thank you for making the, uh, the point so clear that uh, yeah. filling out the scholarship application and submitting it by the deadline of February. Yes. Mm-hmm. is a form of personal advocacy right. you know, fighting it, it for really is your needs and setting yourself up for success so mm-hmm. I, taking it upon yourself that's the biggest um tip i would give students yeah. 
and uh, scholarship recipients this summer, if you're chosen for uh, the 2020 scholarships, our annual convention this summer will be in Schaumburg, Illinois, which is just outside of Chicago. So um, it'll be an exciting annual convention this summer. So, and Sasha, we're thankful that you and Valencia are uh, an active part of ACB and have become so through the scholarship process. And we encourage all listeners, if you know someone who is a student uh, who you think could benefit from the ACB scholarships, by all means, visit acb.org scholarships. It is not too late. Again, the deadline is a week from Friday, February 14th. And student is a broad term, so you can be an undergrad or a grad school. You can be 18 right out of high school or 80 if you're going back to school. Everybody who's a student can apply. So again, Sasha, thank you so much for joining us and chatting with us today. Of course. Great. Again, if you have any advocacy needs, feel free to shoot Clark and myself an email at advocacy at acb.org. And I think we can end on an awesome note. We always end by saying, keep advocating. And I think Sasha made a great, great argument for that. So keep advocating. Get up, get up, get up, get up, get up. Thanks for listening to the ACB Advocacy Update. You can reach us by emailing advocacy at acb.org. The ACB Advocacy Update is a production of the American Council of the Blind in Alexandria, Virginia. To learn more about ACB, visit us online at www.acb.org. Thank you.